Good morning. Morning, everyone. For today's DT sharing, we're going to be focusing on Genesis 1 and the creation account. Right from the very beginning, from the very first verse, we get this important point in the beginning, God. It's not in the beginning man or us or humans, but more specifically, something that we oftentimes think, in the beginning, me. No, fundamentally, we have this very simple and immensely important concept that in the beginning of all things was God. I know that we know this, this is just part basic Christian doctrine, and even yesterday's DT declared God's handiwork, which by implication, his creative power and who he is, but this is one of those fundamental truths that we have to go back to again and again, every single day. Because when we understand who God is, that's when we'll really understand who we are in turn. In the beginning, God, he's the creator, and we in turn are the created. In the beginning, God, therefore, this means that he is the Lord over all of creation, and in that creation, I'm included just as much. I think pretty much every single day, I need to come back and remember this basic truth because it almost feels like I easily forget this pretty much every day. So in my sinful state, my default mode is to basically always be turned to this idea that, yeah, I'm pretty much the Lord over my own life. So this is what I believe almost every single day when I look at my actions, I'm the Lord over my life. So I'm required to remember this basic truth so that I can correct myself and align myself back to reality rather than that very delusional view of myself where, where I think that I am my, my own God. So next I thought about how God created with his word. Uh, throughout this chapter, there's a repetition of, and God said, and God said, and God said, let there be light, and there was light. I was struck by the power of God's word to create the universe from nothing, and therefore how God's word has the power to create new real realities. When God speaks, it is so. So that means that when God says that you are forgiven, it is so. When God says that you're a new creation and adopted as his child, it is so. When we're struggling with our sins and discouraged because it seems like we will never change, and God's word says that he will finish the good work he began in us and will carry it to completion, then we can have confidence that even if it doesn't feel like that is possible, that it will be so. Also like the phrase, it is so, there's another refrain that is often repeated and therefore is an important theme in this entire passage, and that is the statement, and it was good. So God declares for something to take place, not only does it happen, that it is so, but the end result, God looks at that and judges it and says, it is good. And that makes sense. The thing that just came into existence by God's very own word, it was created from God who himself is the ultimate source of all things good. So things that are properly aligned to the good maker would in fact be good. And the word good here can also be translated into pleasant, agreeable, or in order. In other words, there's a rightness to it. In other words, this is the way that things are supposed to be. So God creates things and it is the way it's supposed to be. And when we live our lives and we align ourselves to that reality, then it is also good. When all of creation is done, as verse 31 states, God looks at that. It's as if he steps back and he looks at his creation and the way things are going before there's sin and all those kind of mess ups. And he says, it is very good. This is the way in which God created it. And I think when we see this, we understand and we see who God is, the picture of who he is, that the way he set up the entire world, that it was good and it was fitting and it was pleasing. So when we look at the creation account for mankind, the specific kind of uh, opportunity that the Bible talks about how man was created, we see something pretty remarkable. And I know that we always say this when we study Genesis 1, and especially for those of us who have taught Course 101, but it really is as if God slows down the narrative in order to highlight the very specific blessings that he pours out on man. So what are those blessings? 
We are made in His image, that God gives man dominion over the earth, that we're not just a part of creation, in which we are, we are a part of creation, but we're called to do so much more. God gives us the right and the order to subdue it, to exercise control, but not just control and exploitation, but control and stewardship over the earth. That is pretty amazing because God has already deemed everything the way that he made it to be very good. And now over all of this good creation, he sets men and women to be faithful rulers of it all. Of course, though, with the assumption that we are under the lordship in the order that the creator himself put into place. From Genesis 1, uh, I thought about how the picture of God that emerges is that God is into life, color, and abundance. In verse 11, God says, Let the earth sprout vegetation, plants yielding seed, and fruit trees bearing fruit. In verse 20, And God said, Let the waters swarm with swarms of living creatures, and let birds fly above the earth. He created the great sea creatures, land animals, birds. Um, Just think about the overwhelming number of species of animals and plants on the earth. It didn't have to be this way, but God wanted to create a world teeming with life and color and beauty. God is also a God who is into blessing and fruitfulness. Verse 22 says, And God blessed them, saying, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the waters and the seas. And then after he creates man, God blesses them and says to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. And he gave every plant and fruit tree to man for food. So it's just a picture of God that emerges is that he is such a generous God. He wants to bless and he's into life and abundance and joy. I was thinking about how the prevailing view of God in our world today is that real life and fun and happiness is apart from God, outside of his boundaries. And that God is a strict, joyless and serious God who is, into, who is against laughter and fun. For us who are Christian, I think sometimes we still view God in this way that God is not for me. Um, When we're asked to take greater steps uh, of faith, to surrender good things in our lives, like financial security or children, we wonder if God will really provide for us as he promises. We wonder if maybe God wants to take away good things from us, and if he really has the best in mind for us and for our children. But from the creation account, I was reminded again that God is a generous and loving Heavenly Father who wants our lives to flourish and for us to experience abundant life. So with all of these different truths, I think it's a great time for us to go back to them and to remember who God truly is. Have a good day, guys. Bye-bye.